Sibling Revelry Entertainment. Hey, Crit Crew. He means Crit Crew. Sorry, Critical Role. Don't, don't sue us. Thank you. Okay, let me make a quick roll to see how much we love you guys. Oh, look at that. It's a natural 5,000. We truly do love making the show, and I promise Dante's not forcing me to say this. I am definitely by my own volition saying this. If you'd like to keep supporting us, give us a little look-see on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and yeah, TikTok, and YouTube. We're learning and growing more powerful every single day. Recently, I grabbed a beer from the very depths of an ice-cold cooler. No problems. And the only reason I could is because your support has made me so powerful. It's become a problem. You can find us on social media. Just search Death by a Thousand Crits, but be sure to use the number and don't spell it out. Come join the crew. Chat with us. If you have artwork, send it our way. I will not cry, but I will absorb your power. We are a sibling revelry entertainment podcast, and we have tons of goodies planned if you join the crew. We're constantly working to continue leveling up, and we appreciate everyone joining in to help us grow. It really does mean the world to us. Dante says we have an incredible story to tell, and I love him very much and agree with every decision he makes as a DM. He is not currently standing behind me threatening me with a dirty sock. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. This is Dante Longoria, your normally very kind and loving dungeon master, but here on Rolling It Back, we're we're just friends. I'm just your friend, just a couple of goofs hanging around, talking death by a thousand crits. In this episode, we're going to cover the first final quench battle. Man, that was such a such an awesome time with my guys, recording it, playing it, so much fun. The absolutely brilliant plan that the guys came up with, and I'm gonna, you can't see me, but I'm putting air quotes around brilliant. And of course, some rolling backs, rolled backs for some oopsies that happened last episode. Uh, kind of a big one, kind of a big one, but it came out good story-wise. So, sit back, friend, grab your favorite blankets, your favorite beverage, and your favorite D20 as we get into rolling it back. The Final Quench. I really hope you all enjoyed that first battle, The Final Quench. I had such an amazing time coming up with mechanics. Thank you, Cobalt Press. I, I looked at the, I think they were the boxing rules. Um, I first heard them on, on NADPOD, so not another D&D podcast, where he was doing, they were doing some sort of a cage match, and I was really inspired, and that's actually what gave me the idea for um, the final quench. So I just want I, I just want to cover like the specifics of what the final quench is. Tournament structure, who can participate, the crack hands involvement of it because they, they're a huge, huge part of this arc. And a little bit, a little tiny bit of, of Bertram's past in uh, relation to the final quench. So the final quench. It's a tournament, okay? It's a tournament. If any of you have ever seen BattleBots, that's what I was thinking of, okay? Just kind of this uh, battle of constructs, artificers showing off how good they are, 
really really putting themselves out there in this way like we like i talked about last time on the previous rolling it back the anneal the top top part of skunk it's where they get to showcase all these dimensions that can potentially help mankind right uh, potentially help the people of orthane but the final quench the quench that's where artificers are really showing off their weapons their constructs who come in all shapes and sizes if you guys noticed the first battle that i described was a fox very very common and then like just like this this machine this cube which is kind of transforming if any of you have ever seen interstellar that's kind of what i was thinking about that that one robot that's just kind of like this uh big metal box rectangle thing and it can maneuver and and, and kind of goes against what you think a robot should be so that's what that's where i got the inspiration from however it's a tournament tournament starts days before the uh summer festival which which is the time period that we're at here in orthane summer festival again the celebration of, of changing of time life and death uh time never stops changes never stop but that's the beauty of it right so it starts days before with with qualifying matches getting into the big tournament getting into the final quench which is happens on the day first day of the summer festival now you're probably wondering okay yes it's not fair bertram got in didn't have to qualify but there's actually precedent for that bertram has actually won the final quench before and that's actually a big reason why he got kind of in trouble with the crack hand which i'll get into here in a little bit but if you've won the final quench before you automatically don't have to get into the prelims right so there's this kind of um a warrior coming back this big champion coming back participating no one expected him and it, it's it, it's a way to kind of draw in spectators who maybe don't know what's going on or think they know what's going on right there's like this uh anxiousness and excitement for that final actual final quench day uh which the whole <laughs> city of Scott looks forward to um so that's how bertram was able to qualify even though even though the crag hand has control of it they do run it there's precedent for past champions not having to go to the prelims through the matches and just being able to to battle in the final quench day itself and not the quench um battles this leads to the question of, of who can participate anybody can participate as long as you have a construct as long as you have a construct construct can battle you know there are first timers little kids potentially who, who make their constructs all the way to master construct builders and all walks of life that's why i'm so just like proud of my guys for embodying these different personalities for the, for their artificers really getting into it um potentially matt you don't know you don't know if he's gonna come up yet but you do know that walk's gonna battle here as gabby in this next episode which we're all extremely excited for you to hear 
All right, now let's talk about the crag hand. The crag hand's involvement in the final quench. The crag hand does host the final quench. It is in the call CM that's kind of the, the base of operations for the crag hand. Now, the crag hand, <laughs> yes, they're, they're a criminal organization, but they, they, do, they do good in the community, right? Like it's been pointed out before, they did start out as a dwarf-only uh, operation, but they've they have expanded to include more races, more people, equal opportunity employer, as <laughs> was pointed out in previous episodes. But the final quench and the quench are it <clears throat> is an event that is almost sacred. In Scott. So, is there foul play afoot that the crack hand does during the, the final quench? Do they fix matches? Do they do this? Do they do that? Actually, the answer is no. They don't. Okay, this is this is the kind of the most pure form of artificing that the Scott citizens believe in. If you're able to build this, a construct that's able to battle well, it's able to move well, it's able to kind of defy what you think a construct should do, that's that's at the heart of the final quench, right? It, it's what, what they use to gauge the level of artificer and how good you are as an artificer. Now, sometimes they don't want people don't want to be gnomes like Bertram here. Bertram goes in as Yalgrim's Herald with his whole getup, mask, costume, everything. So no one, no one knew that it was Bertram Athanabi battling as Yalgrim's Herald when he first battled. One because he wasn't allowed to, right? His father, his mother didn't want him battling in it. His uncle though helped him out. And that's where we are going to get into kind of a, a little bit of background for Bertram. The final quench is supposed to be equal. That's why they put that energy field around that gives the constructs 50 hit points. So if you're able to produce a construct that excels in those parameters, then outside of those parameters, it's your construct is exceptional. Bertram and his dad found a way to build this core that you can install into a construct that siphons your life essence and puts it into your construct which makes your construct more powerful even in the confines of the final quench now bertram won the final quench won a lot of matches made a lot of money but the crack out and fanned out and the rest is history. That's why he started working for them as punishment and to repay the funds that he stole from the crack hand. So now Dirva, if you've noticed, wants him to use it because she knows that the core actually hurts the user. Okay, because it's taking your life essence, it hurts you, gives you points of exhaustion in D&D terms, 
right? So the more you use it, the more at risk you're putting yourself into. And that's kind of why Bertram is along, along with all the all the memories that he's having and the, the history that he has with the Final Quench and Krieger and his father and all, all that. He knows the cost and he knows what it does to his body and he knows how to it affects him. So that that's that's really the Crack Hand Syndicate's role in this battle. It's to keep everything kosher is to keep everything uh, level and equal so that if you win you you earn it you deserve it so so that's the final quench and the, the, there's some some external details in the no details now that, that you all know that i hope connects you with the story more that's that's really the whole point of rolling it back because i'm i just want i just want you to feel like i'm like you're connected to the story that you're invested even more now um because uh, like i said we we really do have a heck of a story here and i really hope you all are enjoying it okay now i'm gonna just touch on the guy's plan here okay i'm gonna give you all a little a little peek behind the curtains we we recorded this last summer we recorded this in summer of 2022 we had already spent a whole day recording, about four or five hours recording one day. So this is a second day of recording that we're doing here now for the final quench. Now, as you can imagine, we're friends, brothers together, away from our families, <laughs> hanging out. Some of us for the first time meeting each other, for the first time playing with each other as a whole group in person so the the vibe was unreal it was just w one of the best memories I'm, of my life one of the best times of my life so when we were having a great time and i had to step in and, and let them know that the plan that they were for forming was wasn't gonna work okay it wasn't gonna work uh hunter originally wanted to pose as as a construct He's not a construct, he's a warforged. And I had to explain to him the difference of it. That there are parameters in place to disallow warforges from competing because it just wouldn't be fair. They would win very easily. On top of that, they couldn't decide exactly what the plan was. That's why we didn't include it in the episode. We don't, again, we didn't want to bore you all with the details of talking back and forth, trying to figure out a plan for 30 plus minutes, which which is what it actually took. So in a nutshell, the guys are, are betting, placing bets to make money on Yagrim's Herald because they know it's Bertram. They know he can win. They know that he has something up his sleeve. Now in the coming episodes, <laughs> It's going to get a little convoluted because, again, we're all together. We're all having a good time. We're all of age, so we're all partaking in uh, libations. And, you know, we forget what we're, what we're trying to do, but that's the gist of it. Betting on, betting on Bertram. Betting as much money as we can to make money so that they can ultimately buy off the Athlon Abbey's debt, as well as helping 
Orin pay off his, his debt to the Kraken. So that's the plan. Okay. Is it going to matter here at, at, at the end? Who's to say? Who's to say? You're going to have to listen and find out. But that's that's the plan that was formed. Other plans were burning Coliseum down, posing a, as a construct. Just all the all these wild, absolutely wild, wild um, <laughs> suggestions that as a, as a DM, I just say, no, that's not going to work. <laughs> it's not going to work story wise. I'm sorry. Maybe if we were record, maybe if we were not recording this and just playing, I would I would I would have, I would have uh, just ran with it. But we're uh, we're trying to tell a story that's entertaining for listeners on top of playing D D. So I had to draw a line somewhere. I had to draw a line somewhere. All right, let's get into rolling back moments. Uh, really, there's only one. There's one. I feel just so bad because when I was editing it, I caught it. We didn't, none of us caught it in the moment. None of us said anything. Uh, even, even Josh, who is our uh, note taker, rules lawyer, he didn't catch it. In the first round of the battle, Krieger gets hit with an explosion, does a lot of damage, and he ends up getting a malfunction, which caused disadvantage on his subsequent attacks until it gets fixed, until it gets fixed, Yeah. So Krieger attacked, missed, Hunter took a reaction, dealt significant amount of damage, and then caused a malfunctioning Krieger, which gave him disadvantage on attacks. Hunter attacked, then took his attack action, Krieger missed, Krieger reposted, and then rolled a nat 20 which we were all very excited about because it worked so well story-wise but as i was listening i realized he should have rolled again with disadvantage and i'm kicking myself because <laughs> how the rest of the battle went it, it would have cost him the match probably would have cost him the match so i apologize but you know what? This is not on me. It's not all on me as the DM. There's a, there's four other people there at the table. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to roll a D4. We're going to roll a D4. One is going to be Matt. Two is going to be Hunter. Three is going to be Josh. And four is going to be Wap. Because you know what? I'm a, I already have to roll a lot of that ones. I already have to roll a lot of that ones. I don't want to roll anymore. And I'm the one doing the show. Here we go. <laughs> okay, that's a four. So that's a walk. Here's how many that ones you're gonna have to roll. Ah, shoot. Okay, that's only a three. So, Walk, you are punished. You have to roll three nat ones at our next session for not remembering that Josh had disadvantage. That's rolling back. Thank you, everybody. I hope you all are pumped for this next episode of Gabby, where uh, Bertram and Krieger fight Gabby. I cannot wait. Cannot wait. Thank you, everybody. Love you all. See you next time.